Hello, and welcome back to the Awe Podcast. This is a season of belonging, and so we start with differentiating what what belonging feels like, right, by putting in the fitting-in aspect in there. And then we go to this idea of a building block for belonging, and that's connection. Connection. I can remember it so vividly, um, sitting in sixth grade. I'm in class, and you know what happens to boys when they get to sixth grade, right? They learn that they need to use deodorant, and all <laughs> this fun stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But it also opens the door for many other kind of awful experiences. Indeed. That's a good word to use. Awful. Right? So yes. I'm sitting in this chair i think i was in the middle of the row and i hear whispers behind me and you know one of the comments that i heard was something like stinks and josh and and i was a kind of a bigger kid back then and i really slimmed down in middle school but at that moment right you can you're just like what am i supposed to do right Mm -hmm. this is who i am I, i i'm trying maybe i'll just put more deodorant on or maybe you know i, I don't know what to do right right but i feel empty and lonely mm-hmm. because i think being liked is really important at that time right so and important especially in that moment right yes. sitting in that chair and just thinking oh i can't wait till this day is over mm-hmm. i just want to get home and so getting off the school bus right you still have these feelings that you've been hanging on to and you don't want to externalize them when you're in that moment right because then you're going to get made more fun of mm-hmm. So then you get home, and it was a place where I could feel accepted, and you can express some of these feelings and and things like that, but you still feel those feelings. But the difference is, is you're accepted, and it's a place where we can go through those feelings. We can do the, we can go through the highs and lows. We can process with a safe person, right? Yes. And sometimes we don't have that safe person at home, but... If you're feeling this way, it's important to ask some sort of professional in your life. Go to a teacher that you trust. Go to a your doctor. Go to, you know, if you know a therapist. Those people will help you connect with other people. Yeah. Because that loneliness drives a lot of negative self-talk. It leads us to depression and anxiety. And that moment in that chair, boy, I tell you what, I wish I knew some of the skills that I do today. And I wish I knew I was going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Because you oh, don't yeah. know that. You think, oh boy, here goes. Here's the rest of my life. I'm going to be hated and isolated. And that's not true. But there you are, a lack of connection, feeling like you don't belong, and how it just rips you apart inside. But to find that place where you can be accepted and belong is so powerful. And we hope that we can make this place, this, this podcast, be that place for you to say, hey, if you need to go get help, let us be your resource. Let us let us let us get you there. Let us help you get there. And that's our mission for this whole podcast, just to help people on a different platform. Yes. Yes. But that's that's what it feels like. That's that's what the lack of connection feels like versus that fulfilling, healthy connection what's built to belonging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've shared before that I've um that I see a therapist and how powerful that relationship and that connection has been for me. But it didn't start out that way. Um, the beginning of my journey in terms of finding my therapist was, 
I was seeking, I was seeking a safe place. But I think over that journey, because um, I've had a total of four therapists, the therapist that I have now, I think the way that I knew that I was safe and knew that there was a connection was or is because I continue to see her is that she very much allows me to whine or to be um, excited or whatever it is I bring, you know, and then we process. There's many things that I say now that I won't, I won't even consider. I won't move to the next step without processing it with her um, because there is such a connection. And, you know, Josh, you and I, right, both have performed therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And and we have said before, too, on the show that we're not going to connect with everybody. We don't. We haven't. No. Um, I, with her, feel, again, there's that understanding. There is the authenticity of not only who I am, but who she is, right? I know she'll call me out. I know she'll challenge me. Um, and that's very important in terms of, of that connection. And... Mm-hmm. It's something that I seek and I continue to return to her for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to the Our Podcast. Today we have with us Meg Bestman Quintero. She is a licensed independent social worker who has been counseling individuals, couples, and families for 17 years. She graduated from the University of Northern Iowa with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in social work from the University of Iowa. She was a Peace Corps volunteer in Ecuador, South America from 1986 to 1989, an experience that sparked her interest in cultural anthropology and linguistics and her compassion for immigrant and refugee communities. She is bilingual, English and Spanish, and has extensive experience working in the Latino community and immigrant families in the Siouxland area since 1990. She works with all ages, but has a special place in her heart for working with teens and young adults. From the words of Meg Bestman Quintero, belonging has everything to do with knowing who you truly are, your core identity. Work hard to find yourself and you will find where you, will, where you belong. Welcome, Meg. Uh, welcome, Thank Meg. you. Thank yes. you, everybody. It's great to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Can you tell us what it feels like to have a healthy connection and then also on the flip side, what it feels like when you're not having a healthy connection? A healthy connection. Well, I think um, I can think back to probably my teenage years, like 12 or 13, Mm -hmm. and um, say just that desire to belong somewhere and that make that connection with someone is not always easy. I think that's maybe one of the first ages and probably in elementary as well. I mean, elementary kids want to have a group on the playground, right? You want to have somebody to play with. You don't want to be just standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but but that age is really, um, I think, where where maybe because of the brain of it, the psychology of it is your brain's developing and you start to think for yourself. When you start thinking for yourself, um, some of the connections that maybe your family has made for you don't always fit anymore. You start to wonder like, am I really that or am I this or do I belong? You know, our parents give us this box of values and customs, traditions, all those things are kind of handed to us. Mm -hmm. And when you're about 13, 12, 13, you start to unpack that box. 
and where you were connected before some of those connections just maybe don't feel like they fit who you are and so I think connection a healthy connection is um, probably takes a process throughout that young adult that teenage and young adult years and maybe longer for some people but I really think it takes that time of who am I first of all before I can connect to um, who, where I fit with everyone else. So mm -hmm. that process of, again, determining identity, which is so painful. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. So it difficult. Is. <laughs> it's not easy work, but, you know, one of the things that's related to this, you know, we're talking about connection and belonging. And what does belonging to yourself mean? And how do you connect with yourself? You kind of talked about that in your identity, but how do you connect with yourself? Yeah, I, you know, because we have to sort of figure out where do I fit? Where do I fit in the puzzle? If we, if you think about, you know, I don't know what the population of the global population is, but if the population of the, of the world is 4 billion people, um, you're part of a, you're one piece of a 4 billion piece puzzle. Wow. <laughs> so you fit. Right. You fit. You just got to figure out every, you know, you need to fit, you figure out where do I go? Where do I fit into this big picture? And if you're part of a congregation or if you're part of a community or if you're part of um, any social group that you choose to belong to, however many people are in that group, that's you're a piece of that group. You're a piece of that puzzle. And if you're, I, I don't know how to say it, but if you're not there and you belong there, then something's missing from that group. You're missing from that group because that part of belonging, I think sometimes we just try so hard to belong to something, just the longing to, to make that connection with a group. And mm -hmm. I think part of your identity is realizing that my unique identity fits into a puzzle somewhere. Right. I'm gonna look for, and that's the work that we need to do. When I said um, you need to work on fi fi figuring out your identity, we have to work at it. A lot of times we're just worrying and fretting that I don't belong anywhere, that nobody wants me or, you know, that I, there's n no one like me or there's no place where I can be. But even as a, a unique puzzle piece that you become in the world or in your, wherever you're at, <laughs> yeah. is it's not complete without you. Right. So it's starting to believe in yourself is um, part of that process, I think, to know that you are someone that that's important. And then sometimes we can't just stay in our comfort zone. Sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone because we opened that box and those things don't match for us so much anymore. Right. What if opening that box means that maybe you no longer fit into your family? That's, yeah, that happens. And I think it happens a lot. A lot of, in many families, there's at least one child or young person who feels like they don't belong. Like this is not where I, you know, this is, this somebody made a mistake <laughs> and put me in this family where I just don't feel right, right. I don't feel welcome or I don't feel connected 
And so, and that, you know, there was, there's a part of that in, in when we talk about mental health and we talk about secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in, a, in early, early childhood and in infancy, an attachment to your caretaker gets broken. Mm-hmm. And whether it's by a death or a separation or something, and then that person may struggle with attaching securely to anyone later in their life, or and certainly through adolescence, not trusting people. Um, one of those things is we have to work on um, trust and developing trust. Now, the flip side of this is not just where do I belong or um, who do I connect with, but rather, can I help somebody else connect? Am I a person who's, who can help someone else belong? Because if everyone's just trying to fight, and this is really probably what's happening, is everybody's just trying to belong somewhere and everybody feels all awkward and they can't really, they don't know if, I don't know if this is for me or not, or or get into something that obviously is not me, mm-hmm. then yeah. so sometimes our connecting and belonging comes by way of process of elimination, mm-hmm. right? I get to a place where like, I don't know, these kids are doing things that I don't really feel okay with, or this just isn't my, you know, what I, how I wanna live my life or what my values tell me mm-hmm. that I want then go ahead and look, you know, beyond that. You're, maybe you're trying to fit in the wrong puzzle, <laughs> right? Maybe the box got all mixed up with another puzzle and you're like, I gotta figure out which one's here. I think it's to, my message to that would be just like, don't panic. Don't panic and, and try not to get all of that anxiety going because anxiety is a real thing. It's a very mm-hmm. real thing, especially for young people um, in today's society. Yeah. It's just very, yeah, and you speak about anxiety and with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. We there was this loss of connection if you will because we, you know, we had to shut in for a while. And so we saw a rise in anxiety and depression and and other right. mental health issues. Um, and this is all related to that lack of connection. So what are your thoughts on this specific to the pandemic? Well, I think I I don't think uh we as adults knew how to reassure children of what was happening because we have never been through that either. <laughs> it was kind of a new thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, and I think that there were um, a lot of really young kids who um, were at a serious disadvantage, particularly when we went to wearing masks because I've worked with um, you know, some, some of the kids in the lower elementary grades who started school and never saw the bottom half of somebody's face. Mm-hmm. And there's so much of our, un- our social understanding is based on facial expressions and uh, the, the use of your, you know, reading something, reading nonverbals. And I think there's, that was almost two years, well, a year and a half, and some kids didn't go back until, you know, late into that second year. Mm-hmm. And so if you were a kindergartner in 2020, starting in 2020 in the fall, mm-hmm. you don't even know what facial expressions look like (laughs) at school not at school school, or if the teacher's trying to give you know tell you or teach you something so some of the early social learning 
was pretty, I would say, seriously disrupted for younger kids. And then for working with teens, you know, some of the teens that I worked with, um, some of the anxious teens that I worked with or the socially anxious teens, um, the mask for them was the greatest thing. They didn't want to take it off. <laughs> yeah, and they still wear it today. They, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't want to. They didn't want to take it off. They were like, I'd just rather wear a mask all the time, right. which is pretty telling, and it's also kind of symbolic of wearing a mask. You know, when we come back to talking about your authentic self, right. it's like, do you, and your identity and who you are is like, you want to wear a mask, mm-hmm. and. And I would say is don't be afraid to discover who you are. Don't be afraid to look into yourself and find what really, you know, what really interests me, mm-hmm. what really strikes that in me. Right, right. And it doesn't have to become your profession. No. I think sometimes we think whatever somebody really loves it has to become their profession. Right. I mean, when I said in my in my introduction, you know, I love cultural anthropology. Now, when I was going to school, when I was going to more of my undergrad, I was, you know, going for span I was going for psychology for my major and Spanish as a double major, but I really wanted to do anthropology. Mm-hmm. And I loved the anthropology classes. I loved to understand how a culture develops and what you that's that box that you get you know right. either a familial co- culture or or a, a nation a national culture um, whatever it is is that's the box comes with all the instructions and it tells you this is how this works and that's how that works and um, so th- that's when I was in the Peace Corps and I went to live in another country where there the rules are all different <laughs> yeah. right, right. And I, that makes me very, very empathetic to, and sympathetic actually, empathetic to the immigrant experience or refugee experience because they're, it's um, regardless of what caused you to immigrate or to migrate, um, the landing here and trying to figure out how, how does this work? How does this even work? Right. Um, those are things where if you if you live if you grow up in a particular culture, um, you don't even know what someone's struggling with because we don't struggle. We have a context for everything. Right. But when you when you go into another a culture distinct from your own, you have no cultural context. Right. And you need a lot of information to be able to function well <laughs> and not look <laughs> foolish or or to not actually, I don't know, fail necessarily, but again, to belong, right. to right. come to belong there and feel comfortable there. Right. And that's, you know, just uh, the difference between, you know, or that, the idea of acculturation mm-hmm. or accommodation where I, where I accommodate to live in a culture, but it isn't really, I don't really take it on as mine. And acculturating is actually then integrating some of the things from that culture into who you are. And that's, again, about connecting and belonging. I think we just have one more question before we wrap up with you, Meg. And if there's a listener who is not feeling connected, maybe they're feeling lonely, isolated, fatigued, even empty, what would you say to that person? I would say 
come on in. <laughs> Talk to someone, find someone. Um, and I would say uh, you're not alone. I think there are many, many people who are not feeling connected. And, and if you're in a new environment, explore your environment. Because a lot of times, like I say, if it's your first year of going off to college or, um, or your first year living in a new city or whatever it is, explore. Go find what, and, and then explore into in yourself as well. What really, what really helps you feel secure? What helps you feel safe? And then what are the things that you're bringing into the group as well to look for people? It's like that puzzle piece fits somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if there's grass and there's sky and there's water or whatever, um, you don't need to go all the way to the sky if you've got green on your piece. <laughs> You'll examine yourself, figure out who am I and what do I have? Or who am I? And But then from the premise of you have value. You're a valuable person. You belong in this. You belong in this world. So if you're feeling lonely or you're feeling sad, if you're not sure what who you are or how, how to feel, where your place is in this world, just know you have a place in this world. Do a little examining inside, explore your world outside, and and you'll you'll be found. You'll find yourself and or you'll be found by people who understand what it is to feel outside. And on that note, we're gonna end the show. So that's all for today. Join us next week as we discuss belonging and friendship. Stay authentic, well, and empowering.